This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Some get a little, and some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Welcome again to Sports Talk with the Spain. It's yours truly. Um, gonna make this real quick. I, I don't want to get into too much of an intro, um, but I am currently watching the, the first Thursday night football game on Amazon of the season. Um, not a big fan of who they have on the pregame, but I guess we'll have to get used to that. But anyways, um, welcome again, everybody. Um, Shout out to those who listen to my glass half full and glass half empty segment. Uh, I would I'm looking forward to continuing that. But um, in this episode today, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be doing this uh, most of every week before the official beginning of the week of the NFL of the NFL week. Excuse me. Um, obviously, you know, with Thursday night football starting it off. Um, or it may be after the fact, but for the most of you who'll be listening to this, eventually you'll be hearing this uh, just before Sunday's games and right after Thursday night's game. But, anyways, uh, as may as most of you may already know, Chargers versus the Chiefs. They're in Arrowhead tonight, opener for the team for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna get right into it. The episode is more and more for anything. It's going to be a prediction episode of who will win, who will lose. I have my personal insiders, my boys back in Philly. They gave me some great insight on what to expect as far as their betting odds. Um, so I'm going to have some good ones for y'all, for those who've, who are into betting or actually have the ability to do so. Um, make sure you tune in. Uh, should be a pretty solid episode for me to break some stuff down. I'm not going to get too in-depth. Um, I just want to really break it down as far as um, who I think will either continue on winning from week one or continue to lose. Um, but, of course, like I said, let's get get to it, into it. Um, it's the Chiefs versus the Chargers versus the Chiefs. They're in Arrowhead. I got the Chiefs um, straight up. Uh, and it's, not more, it's more or less because of the fact that I see – Certain, I, I kind of recapped the game myself and watched a little bit. And um, <clears throat> there were certain things the Chiefs did that was very interesting and a little the same or different than what they've done in the past. For one, uh, as many people know, Tyreek Hill is no longer there. So that means they were able to, the money they did not spend on him, they were able to spread that money out to um, Valdez Scatling, Juju Smith-Schuster. They got a couple running backs. Um, they shored up their offensive line so well that Mahomes didn't even get touched last week. And I know a lot of folks will be sitting back and thinking they didn't really get challenged, in which, you know, um, that may be the case. But um, normally, on both ends of the ball, you'll see some success regardless because no one, a lot of people are rusty. Um, and a lot of these start for a lot of these um, starters, is uh, their first game action since, you know, the last game of the season last year or their last playoff game of the season. So you'll either see an outcome like what happened in the Rams game where the Rams offensive line kind of looked iffy, or you might see an outcome like the uh, Pittsburgh game where Pittsburgh's D-line was just going kamikaze on the Bengals. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how this game goes um, because of Khalil Mack being on the Chargers end. And, of course, they have J.C. Jackson coming back tonight. But um, give, me the, give me the Chiefs um, in a close game. I don't think it's going to be any. It's going to be a classic AFC West battle, probably be a 27-24 type of outcome. Um, one thing I'm going to say about the AFC West, there's going to be a lot of those games between the two, um, the two teams that play in those games um, where you'll see a lot of comeback um, opportunities, comeback wins, or even um, poor decisions, <laughs> as we all may already have seen with uh, Nathaniel Hackett getting chewed up by the sports media for um, deciding to go with the field goal, in which, if you think about it, like, taking a field goal in that situation does not hurt. Um, you know, I don't think that has to do anything with the analytics or any, any anything like that. It had more or less to do with rookie head coach, panicked a bit when it mattered and he should have he should have went he should have went for the fourth and five but I mean if he didn't convert then you know everybody would be like well you have McManus he could kick from 63 he has he he, he can kick anything and he has a strong leg why didn't you give him an opportunity to you know win the game um to kick kick it and win the game so Damn if you do, damn if you don't. But everybody has an opinion, so that's how that goes. I, for one, will share opinions, of course, but I'll also have I have lot I, I speak with logic as well because I'd be it'd be a shame for me to sit here and talk as if I, I know better than a professional head coach in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Although I may know a good chunk of football does not mean I know how to coach professional athletes how to to, to victory. You know what I'm saying? He got the job for a reason, and I think a lot of people need to give him a break on that one. Uh, not to say it's, you know what I'm saying, obviously it may affect him towards the end of the season if it comes down to it, but um, I think it's a little, you know, that's that's the, uh, <laughs> my glass is half full with, uh, my tequila glass is half full with him and his, um, him having that position as a head coach. So I'm not going to overreact like everybody else is, but since we're talking about Denver, let's talk about the game they're going to be playing this Sunday. I got them winning their first game of the season against the Houston Texans, although the Texans tied up. Um, the line right now looking about um, – it's uh, the spread right now. We're looking at minus 10 universally. Uh, I don't have a betting partner, so I cannot give – I'm not going to give y'all a betting uh, name or anything like that. Uh, I'm going to avoid that for obvious reasons. I'm not hot shit right now, so I can't speak. I, I, although I'm not hot shit, I could. I still have to make sure I don't give people free promo, if that makes sense. Um, but anyways, universally we're looking at minus ten. Um, Broncos a favorite. Uh, I can see them taking advantage of a lot of Houston's um, inexperience, especially the fact that they've. I think that game for Houston was more or less like a uh, moral victory. And you know how they always say a uh, tie game is like you, you, you're good enough to win, but you're bad enough to lose. So um, Houston, in my personal opinion, was good enough to win because they, they, were, the, they were a huge underdog um, against the Colts. And, you know, so they, you know, they made best of their situation. Davis Mills actually looked pretty good in his uh, first start of the season. Um, they, have some, they have some pieces on offense. Their defense has a lot of uh, no-name 
um, guys that can compete. You know, uh, one thing I always want to say is that NFL players or professional players, whether they have a poor record or not as a team, does not mean the team is poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just means they, they're not as good as the team uh, ahead of them. You know what I mean? So um, I'm not going to be at on week two sit here going to tell the world that, you know, I think uh, the Houstons are the worst team in the league. Um, now, again, they may be competing for t- top, 10, uh, top 10 pick by the end of the year just because the competition they'll be facing will be a little bit of the same as what it was last year, and their division is not going to be in their favor unless there's a lot of injuries in the AFC South. But anyways, getting to it, um, interesting to see how this goes as far as the game goes, but I, I do see the Denver Broncos um, winning this game. I'm not going to give totals as far as uh, points and all that because I don't think that's necessary. Just know they're going to win. Uh, next game I'm going to cover here is the Jets um, are in Cleveland this weekend. Um, the Jets had a very good first half in their first game of the season, but they kind of started falling on their face as we would have thought. Um, again, just like the Houston Texans, I don't think they're a bad team. They've actually made uh, improvements on their team, but, you know, injuries play a part for that team. and You know, the opponents they have are not going to be in their favor once again. Uh, but I, they do, we do have the Browns here minus six and a half. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I got the Browns winning this game. Um, but I'm not, I, to be honest with you, if I was a betting person, I'm taking that Jets plus six and a half, uh, just because the likelihood of the Browns, um, squeezing out another one as they did against Carolina. Uh, I'm not too confident in that. Um, and I think the Jets did a pretty decent job on the, the you know, stopping the run game uh, last week, uh, even though they went against Lamar and them boys, but they didn't really give up a lot of yards on the, on the, on the ground. So um, out of 21 carries, they gave up 63 yards to Baltimore, and that's a good running team. So. I think the Jets will hold their own as far as um, the game goes, you know, defending Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But, um, you know, I can, see, I can see the Browns managing the game well enough with Brissett uh, and get the passing game going. And, and let's not forget, the Browns' defense is actually pretty goddamn good. And we still have Joe Flacco back there. And he will be, you know, doing his risk-it-or-biscuit um, performance out there. but. We we don't count on him to, you know, outperform per se. He could more than likely equal his performance, which if that's the case, then the Browns will win. So I got the Browns in this game, but I, I, if I was betting on this game, I would more than likely take that plus six and a half on the, on the Jets. Next game, we got Cincinnati Bengals. They're at Dallas. Um, as many have known, on Sunday Night Football, uh, Dak Prescott uh, got out the game because he, I want to say, I don't, they never said he broke his thumb. He just had to get surgery on his thumb. So he must have severely tore something in his thumb. So he's not going to be playing for a few weeks. So this will be uh, interesting. <laughs> this game might be a, a, 
a trap in a sense because they have the Bengals minus seven. But, I mean, I can see the Bengals really kicking their ass. It's very likely they've then, you know, they're they're pissed off. This team is really pissed off. They they went down to the wire against their division rival. And on top of that, they um they missed multiple opportunities with missed field goals. Um although they gave up the ball five different times, they just never capitalized when they had their opportunities to take over the game. Um I mean, you could take a lot of good things out of that situation, whereas they, you know, they had an opportunity towards the end to win. So um, that's the, you know, that's where you can feel a little bit better about how this team will go following the week one. So I'm not going to completely, I mean, I, I from my segment, I did say my half, my glass was half empty with the old offensive line, I believe. Um, I think they'll get it together, but... Um, for the amount of money and draft capital they put into that offensive line, you would expect them to be um, pretty decent for a team that desperate. That's the one piece that that team definitely needed from that Super Bowl run. <clears throat> but uh, minus seven, uh, that's the that's the spread for the Bengals on this game. I got the Bengals winning. I can see a lot of um, Joe Burrow, although he gave up the ball a lot, he was still Joe Burrow. So um, him and Chase will get 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 it going and Dallas they would you know for Dallas to be successful in this game they have to ride Zeke and Pollard um which means the Bengals will zero in and uh, load the box up which I mean obviously that's the most obvious thing to do if you're a defensive coordinator or pl- game planning as a head coach for the game you're gonna you know dial up some defensive plays that will get you at least seven or eight guys in the box um to defend their running game because I don't think they find Cooper Rush as a threat to throw down the field. And, you know, CeeDee Lamb didn't really look that amazing. He had, I believe, I think I saw like 11 targets and he had two of those targets. Two of those, two of his catches are from that those 11 targets. So it's like he wasn't really getting it going. Um, and not to say I I like the Bucks defense. I think they're a very good run defense. Like that's one of those defenses that, you got to really uh, bully them, bully them on the at the line of scrimmage. And if you don't have the offensive line to do that, you're going to be in for a long evening. But um, on the back end, you can kind of exploit them. You, but you just have to really have the balls to, you know, push the ball up the field on them. So I think the Bengals will take care of business against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to struggle for a while while Dak is recovering from his surgery. Um, and they're hoping to get them within the next four to five weeks, and which would be great for them, which would mean that they won't be too far behind when it comes to the standings and all that good stuff. So we should, we shall see. We shall definitely see how that the outcome of that. Um, on to the next one. Uh, I got uh, this game right here is one of the games that I'm looking at, looking forward to. Um, we got. The Commanders, they will be playing at Ford Field against the Detroit Lions. They got the Lions at plus, I mean, excuse me, minus one and a half, and they're actually favored in this game, which is very rare for this franchise to be favored in any week. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how this goes. Um, I, for one, have been tooting their horn uh, most of the offseason because um, 
like I said, I might be a prisoner of the moment when it comes to like the show Hard Knocks, as I've been in the past with like when they had Dallas on there and other teams, and I'm like, for some odd reason, I don't know, man. I, I guess because it's a NFC North team, and I've seen sprinkles of success with this team when they played the Packers. Um, so I personally want to say that I believe they will win this game for sure. Uh, I think this game will be one of those shootouts. Um, so, I mean, you're on your own if you want to bet on this game. I do have, um, towards towards the end of this uh, episode, we'll, I'll, I'll give you guys the locks of the week. I, I mentioned that earlier, but, uh, but I'm just speaking on my prediction right now. But, yeah, Lions, I got the Lions winning this game. Uh, I could see a lot of work coming from DeAndre Swift. Uh, if he stays healthy, he could have a very good game. Um, same goes for the passing game for Detroit. The, Detroit just needs to get it going quickly on offense, on the air. They started off really slow um, with the passing game uh, in the last against the Eagles, which I think that was a game that, you know, even though I, I, the Eagles, I thought the Eagles were going to win regardless. Um, the, the defense for the Eagles is really good. Um, and most of Detroit's points of in the game were towards were around the time where I believe the Eagles kind of put their foot off the pedal. They were just letting them do what they do. And that's the thing about week one, too. Like, a lot of people take this as an opportunity to truly overreact and not really look at the flow of the game and see how things going. Like, especially with, like, the Chiefs playing the Cardinals. People will be like, well, they, they, gave, they gave up 24 to the Cardinals, though. They gave up a bunch of points. But it's like... The hardest thing to do in the NFL is to shut a team out. And even if the team is down by 30 points, they're still going to try and work their way into winning the game. You know what I'm saying? Because you play all 60 minutes. You're co- you're, you get coached for that. And for some people who are not familiar with team sports or being part of that type of scenario, they would never understand. So I can see why people overreact and think that way. So anyways, I can see the lines getting ahead here shootout still uh the commanders are well coached either way Carson Wentz looks like him his old self and his new self (laughs) at the same time um and they have a pretty decent passing offense as well if he's getting it going and both teams defenses are pretty uh relatively young and you know a work in progress um but this this game would be important for the commanders only because this is an opportunity for them to Gain some ground in the East um, while Dallas is going to be going through their pains of the first several weeks of the season. So um, this will be a fun game. I think this one be going to be one of those games that's going to be really fun to watch. If you're not really sure what you want to watch at, um, I believe the game's at 1 o'clock. So if you're not sure what you want to watch at 1 o'clock, if your team's not playing, that would be a very fun game to watch. Um, next game... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, the Packers at home at in Lambeau on Sunday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. And as me, as we all know, Mister Aaron Rodgers uh, reminded everybody last year that he owns that team. And when he what he meant by he owns them, like he he really has an amazing record versus them. And I can't. At the moment, I can't give y'all the actual record he has, but I know it's like, I think, I believe he only has five losses. And the majority of those losses, I think, were like 
early in his career or when they had the team with Jay Cutler and they had like um I think that's the team they had Jay Cutler with uh what's his name? Brandon Marshall and Al Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, uh Greg Olson. Like they, they, they just had good freaking offensive teams back then for the Bears. So um the Sh the Chicago Bears always were competing with the Packers, but they're still in the rebuilding phase. Brand new head coach who's defensive minded. Justin Fields is still um new to the the starting position. He I mean, although he started majority of the majority of last season, um he he definitely had a very good manageable game for himself last week versus the 49ers, but you could take all that with a grain of salt, especially with the the elements. Um, feels for in his to his advantage, he's been in those scenarios more often than none because he played at Ohio State, and even if the games that he were playing weren't always in poor inclement weather, he actually was playing in games or practices that had that. So I'm assuming that's the reason why he played so well in those um in that moment. As far as Green Bay goes, and I got them winning the game, and it has nothing to do with me being a fan. It has more or less to do with me being a person who understands, like, I've seen this before. Uh, last season, they gave us a huge fucking dud of 38-3 against the New Orleans Saints. Um, while, you know, that was right after the Saints had to evacuate New Orleans due to a hurricane that um, left... Um, left some flooding and some damage, so they had to play in Jacksonville instead, and they got destroyed by Jameis Winston, gave it five touchdowns, Rodgers threw two picks, team looked out of sync, people were um, counting them out already, and then they won seven in a row after that. Um, this could be the same thing, but we don't really know. The The biggest question mark is who's going to step up for Aaron Rodgers, and, if, and also if Aaron Rodgers is willing to step up for himself, to be patient with the the squad he has, although he, you know a lot of his press is like low key contradictory. Like you know he's telling you one thing and then he's telling you another. And I like the guy, you know, great one of the greatest quarterbacks we'll ever watch play throw the football. And I've I've um, listened to some media outlets that are giving it to him because of what they noticed about what he was been doing on the field, him not being part of OTAs and the whole nine, but. I don't really those those narratives are always going to be there regardless because they want to find a reason why people don't play well or teams don't sink. They did this. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the greatest excuse or reason um, to struggle week one. Um, you know, every season every season that's gone by under Matt Lafleur, but I think <laughs> for them, it's not. They shouldn't be too much of a panic. The defense, I think, for one was expected to set the tone because I believe they 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 started a game with them. They must have deferred to give the ball to their offense. So they, their expectation is the defense set the tone so that the offense could get going. And the first offensive play of the game pretty much set the tone for the rest of the um the game for the Packers. The, the drop pass from Watson, everybody's going to talk about it. It's great to talk about sometimes, but it's like it's not even that necessary to really like bring it up every single time. Like the kid is a kid. He had a mental mistake. Rogers mentioned the mental mistakes. And I, for one, don't think it's a reason for panic. Um, I would not be surprised if this game was close in the halftime. I think this was the, the Bears and the Packers had a game similar uh, last year where the Packers came off the bye and the Bears 
had them down like 17-7 or some bullshit at halftime, and then the Packers just blew them out the rest of the game. Um, so it's almost very likely that, you know, you can see them play well enough to beat this team and maybe even cover this spread of 10, minus 10. It's been going up a bit um, because, you know, they everything kind of the public bets and things to do with, like, injuries and all that stuff. Uh, so we will see, and again, like I mentioned last year, you know, out of the two games, the Packers won by more than 10, by 10 or more points. Even last year, they won, like, 45 to 30 because, you know, they were getting, they were letting them score, but they also were waxing that ass in the second half as well. Um, all right, so the in the t- Thursday night game, the Chargers forced um, forced the fourth down, even though the Chiefs, I believe they they uh, crossed the midline, but it looks like they're gonna be punted. Um, but yeah, so I got the I got the Packers in this game, uh, so so that everybody can stop overreacting because it's it's a beautiful thing to do that, right? <laughs> uh, next game is uh. Another AFC South uh, battle. We have uh, the Jaguars going into, I'm sorry, it's going to be the Colts going to the Jags. Um, they got the Colts right now, which I'm, this is a pretty shocking line right here. Minus four, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, the Colts, don't, the Colts just got rid of their freaking kicker, so I don't know how that's going to look with that, the special team for them. And then, um, although Matt Ryan threw for 352 yards, it took 50 attempts, which means they were throwing the ball a lot because they were behind, and they were. Um, so they had to come back, bring bring themselves back in this game. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked amazing against the Commanders. Um, but then again, I think it's because the Commanders' defense ain't that good. Um, but then again, that offense is going to look pretty different from last year because they added pieces, they signed some guys. They have a good running back tandem, um, but I I can't. It's gonna be hard for me to sit there and just be like, you know what? I got the Jags. There's no way. So we're gonna go with the Colts. Colts. Um, I got the Colts winning the game. I can see a lot a hefty balance of on that offensive end. Uh, a lot of JT. Um, they may not give him 31 carries this time, but he may. He's definitely gonna be seeing some great volume in this game, and then the, that, that opens up the play action for the Colts and also uh, opens up opportunities for their defense to be who they are and who we know them to be. And um, this will be uh, one of those games where people will stop overreacting once again because, I mean, <laughs> they were my pick, I think, to win the division, their division, so they'll get it together. They This, is a, this team... This team, all they were missing was really the, the QB, and this is their opportunity to shut everybody up as well. So um, I expect them to take control of this game here. Um, moving on, uh, this game is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, we got uh, Bucks going to the New Orleans Saints. They're both 1-0, another divisional game. Uh, I believe um, the New Orleans, New Orleans swept them last year. Uh, and I think they're the one team that has the type of defense to to keep up with the Bucks because they play a lot of base, and they man up on on the Bucks receivers. And the Bucks receivers, you know, they do have guys who could win run one on one, 
and when they're healthy on the running back end, they run the ball well against most teams. But this team in particular is pretty stout on defense. So um, I can see the Saints having the same success from last season. And as long as Jameis Winston doesn't give up the ball, turn over the ball, they, they have a very, very good chance to win. And uh, famous Jameis himself is is a funny guy. So I, I would love to hear an interview of him after the fact. And I, I want to say he tore his knee up, knee up in his last game. His last game he played, he tore his knee up against New Orleans. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the, that was what happened last year with him. So um, I got the I got the Saints. Uh, they got the Bucks favorite minus two and a half, but I got the Saints winning this game. Um, so uh, I can see, like I said, I can see them controlling the controlling game. I know some people were excited to see how okay we like okay the offense for the Bucks look like they look good enough with the makeshift offensive line. But to be honest with you folks, I, I'm I, I'm a little bit more fearful of what they're going to give us um, because Brady, as as the same as Rodgers, missed a lot of time in offseason with his, his old team, and he hasn't really built that true continuity that we're expecting him to build with like somebody like a Julio Jones and Russell Gage and the, the young guys that are part of this offense. And then on top of that, the, the offensive line is a, little, is a little bit more banked up than it did coming into the game. So it'll be interesting to watch and it's going to be one of those fun one one o'clock games that you want to tune into when you get a chance. Uh, so, but moving on, we have uh, the Panthers going to MetLife to play the Giants. Uh, they have the Giants favorite minus two. I myself personally, I am picking the Panthers to win this game. There was a lot of good stuff I saw from the Panthers in their last game um, with Baker playing his old team. If it wasn't for that, hit, that you could call that a Hail Mary fucking field goal kick from a, a goddamn rookie, for God's sake. If it wasn't for that damn field goal, we're talking about Baker getting his true redemption in victory versus his old team. But, you know, unfortunately for them, they did not win, and that's why we play these games. Um, I think they were good enough to win it, uh, period. Like, there's no answers or buts. Like, if there was a few extra seconds left on the clock, I'm sure they would have found a way to bring it down so they could give their kicker opportunity to win it for them. Um, but I have them winning. Uh, I, I don't see how the Giants can eat, <laughs> duplicate what they did last game. Like, they really ran into the, the Titans. Like they they were they got they were fortunate because um, everything got flipped. You know what I'm saying? Henry didn't have a true Henry type game with 21 carries, 82 yards. That usually he's at 100 yards at at 15 carries. But Saquon had a Henry type game. Saquon had a Saquon game, like a vintage Saquon. It's crazy to call it vintage because it was like not only it was only like four or five years ago since he got drafted. Um, but a, a vintage Saquon game. So we're going to see, we saw Saquon go for 164 yards and he had a touchdown and he had the winning two-point conversion. So it looks like Saquon's back to who he is and who we know him to be at the moment, but we don't really know what we're going to get from 
him going forward throughout the season because health plays a big part as a running back. Um, Mr. Daniel Jones, um, he was he was efficient, um, still throwing interceptions. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, I think for him, his situation, um, he had a pretty efficient game as well. He's one of those quarterbacks that is dealing with a lot of change in his receiver room, and he doesn't have, like, the big play guy um, as he had in the past, like with A.J. Brown and one a little bit of Julio last year. And um, he also had uh, – he may have had some other guys in the past as well that moved on, like Corey Davis and stuff like that. So for him right now, it's more of a transition, you know, working with guys like Robert Woods – a rookie like Traylon Burks um, doesn't really have the tight ends like he had in the past, but he does has Austin Hooper. But, you know, I think he's overrated. Um, so it will be interesting to see how they can um, bounce back because um, they only lost by one last week. It's not like – it's not something where we're like – there's no need for an overreaction here either. We don't we don't really know what to deal with, what's going to come out of that. But we'll get to – We'll get to the um, Titans eventually because um, they have the Monday night game. But yeah, give me the give me the give me the Panthers, man. Give me the Panthers. I like Baker and that offense, and, and they need to get um, Christian McCaffrey going on a more balanced scale. Um, so we'll see on that game. Moving on, for all my uh, local fans of the New England Patriots, they will be going to. Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, and the Steelers are on high right now because they're 1-0. They got a quick little upset victory of the year versus the Bengals, and I was and you heard me speak on the Bengals game of last week. Um, I, myself, I got the Patriots winning this game. The spread right now is minus two. Um, I see them, I can see them taking advantage of the fact that there's no TJ Watt, so they could kind of get going with certain plays on their offensive end because they need it really bad. They really need a a very convincing offensive um, game so that their fan base could be excited and so can everybody else can ease up on the panic button. Um, but for me, this game and this team, these teams, they identi- they're identical, great coaching on both ends, uh, running games that are very convincing. Uh, quarterbacks that can do enough to win, receivers. I think the the one thing is the Steelers really have the better playmaking ability on the offensive end. Defensively, they're also a little bit better than New England. Maybe not as well coached as New England is, but they're as good. Um, so I can see, I can see the Steelers keeping in the game. I would not be surprised if they pulled out a win. Um, but I can see it's you know New England is New England. I don't see them putting themselves in a situation where they're going to have to go back home to Foxborough down 0-2 to play Baltimore. It would be uh, it's going to it would make it for a tough tough month for this this team if they can't pull it out. I think um <clears throat> like I said I mentioned the the game with the Bengals for Pittsburgh, but when it comes to New England, their game against Miami last week there's, I mean, for a lot of folks who are fans of the team, there was some good stuff that happened in the game. Um, they, it wasn't like they were bad, bad. But, you know, the turnovers from Mac, you know, were kind of frustrating. Like, I know a lot of people may have their own personal opinion about the pick by Xavier Howard, but 
it's you know you don't you don't you don't give that you're not gonna they're not gonna give Devonte Parker that call in the end zone and that was a great play by Howard um and that wasn't all Mac's fault he he put it where he could he thought his court, his receiver could get it but that I think him fumbling that ball that got returned for a touchdown that was a game changer right then and there because Miami was controlling the game. They were not, you know, offensively, they weren't as electric as they would look on paper, but they gave the Patriots a lot of fits because on third down, they looked more efficient on third down than New England looked like. Looked on, like, New England didn't really look like they could figure things out in this game at all. So, again, um, I can see the Patriots winning this game, um, not convincingly, they just need to win. They just need. They just need to score points, man. That's just all it is. Defensively, they'll always figure it out. They're coached by one of the best, so um, I'm hoping it for their sake that they figure it out for the sake of their fan base and the media outlet out here because they're chewing them alive. And then I think that's not fair. You know, again, another week one re- overreaction there too. All right. We're almost done with these predictions, and I appreciate y'all for listening in. Once again, I will make it more exciting. I've, I'm having some technical difficulties with some some of my drop technology over here. It's a work in progress. I'm very, it's like home basic shit right now. So I'm trying to figure this shit out. So bear with me and uh, have fun with me regardless. My voice is not that bad. Um, so we got. Excuse me. Two zero and one teams. Uh, Cardinals are going to the Raiders, and um, this is one of those games. I'm not really sure who I want to choose. Both teams have very prolific offenses when they're like somewhat healthy, um, and we already know the Cardinals situation. No, no Hopkins for a few weeks. Uh, the Raiders are healthy all across the board. It just comes down to if it really does come down to if the Raiders can't protect Derek Carr, he's going to throw interceptions. He's going to fumble the ball. Like, I watched the recap of this game, and I was just like, yes, he's going to look amazing with Devontae. They're, they were college fucking teammates. I, thought they, I think they were roommates, too, in college. I, whatever. They're going to look amazing. They're going to probably break records, for God's sake. Who fucking knows? But the reality is these fucking Raiders, they always find a way to lose one way or another, in my personal opinion. I never really sit back and look at a game from them in the past few years. And even when they made the playoffs last year, I was like, they're always one play away from their quarterback or poor decision on defense to losing a game. As the same as the Chargers. That's why the AFC West is going to be so fun to watch. Like, none of those teams have the best none of those teams are per- all completely perfect they all have their flaws that are that that scream loud but it's when if they're able to mask those flaws so that they could you know successfully win football games because the goal is if i were them i'm finding a way to win the division simple as that um but anyways um i do have i'm gonna go with the raiders in this game um, I think this is one of those games that may end up being a shootout as well because I think the Cardinals are going to come in there pretty upset of losing in that type of fashion to the, to the Chiefs. They have something to prove 
in their mind. I believe they have something to prove in their minds. Um, as far as the Raiders go, they're not going to allow themselves to lose um, another game at home. No way. This is their opportunity now to like take advantage of the fact that they do have this great offense and people know about it, but they really don't know what's the complete package of this offense. But I think Josh McDaniels needs to keep the game pretty balanced out. Because when you're going against teams that are teeing off on your quarterback, that means they're not f- afraid of your running game, and also you're you're either it's either that or they're you're behind. So you got to find a way to get ahead, get the ball rolling, run the ball. Um, you know, it shouldn't Josh Jacobs shouldn't be going through to through the game with only ten carries. You know, he's not he's not the third down back. He's not the He's he's the main starter, running back starter on the team, so he should be getting more volume. And <laughs> to be honest with you folks, I'm I would not be surprised of this whole Derek Carr Adams thing. It's gonna look so amazing, but it's gonna be one of those situations like what happened with with Rogers. Like he you got too Devontae happy sometimes, which made it easy for teams to zero in on them and double and shell them on defense and all that good stuff. So they need to start getting a little bit more balanced. You have one of the best tight ends in the league. You have one of the best uh, slot receivers in the league, and I'm pretty certain Josh McDaniels will figure it out to get it spread out some more so that this team can look a little bit better. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. They have the Raiders minus five and a half. So uh, for me, I say Raiders this game. Uh, <clears throat> this game right here, It'd be a shame if the Rams can't beat the hell out of the Falcons. I'd be ashamed. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> Second game at home. They already got embarrassed at home. It'd be a shame if they don't take care of business. And I'm in and this is the one of those moments where you almost have to kind of little overreact a little bit because like I, I like I said before their game last week, you're coming off a championship high. You're coming off a championship hangover, as they would call it. The last thing you want to do is put yourself in a in a tough situation where you're already down to to whoever's going to be up to on you in your division luckily for them everybody but the seattle seahawks excuse me lost so they're they're not going to be too far behind but they still need to take care of business because although the Atlanta falcons did look good last week against um the saints i think it was just more more or less of the fact that the saints like most teams would do already up 13 with you know you know, a, a a quarter and a half left, they just took their foot off the gas and they just was not thinking that, you know, well, actually, I'm sorry, the, the Atlanta Falcons were up 13. They took their foot off the gas and they put themselves in a situation where they lost because a professional team like the Saints will not put them, they would not, they're not backing down. Um, So that's what bad teams do. And that's what I like to tell people. They, 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 they will find a way to lose. And, if I'm the Rams, I'm giving them a reason to lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take, like I said, I'm gonna take care of business. Like this is no, no, this, this should not be an opportunity for you to take it easy and, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I got, you know, the, you know, Vegas got the Rams minus ten and a half. <laughs> if I was betting, I wouldn't be scared at that at all. I would be all over that. So. Uh, Rams definitely in a blowout against the Falcons. 
Next game, Miami, Baltimore. Baltimore and Miami, the, these two teams are 1-0. Uh, we have uh, Vegas has the Ravens at minus 3.5. Uh, I have them also winning. Um, this is this is this is what we're gonna see what it would look. This is what it's gonna look like if the Patriots had a playmaking quarterback. You're gonna see it because I'm not saying Baltimore has better offensive talent than the Patriots because they actually do not. The Patriots have a better offensive talent on their end, but the Baltimore Ravens have a very damn good defense when they're healthy, and when they are on offense, they don't. They have a similar. They 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 just. They're known as a running team, but they can be very electric if you let Lamar Jackson have time to throw, if you let him be a playmaker. So going off of the what I just the statement I just made of them, what it's going to look like to have a playmaker quarterback, them having Lamar is going to be such a big difference for Miami to, t- to handle and deal with than going against somebody like Mac Jones. Like Lamar can actually, you know what I'm saying, put in some work, you feel me, like, at the quarterback position, and they're also going to be at home. So um, he has a lot to prove because he hasn't got paid, and he's going to keep doing the money sign every time he scores a touchdown because <laughs> the Ravens got him fucked up. So I got the Ravens winning this game. Um, so moving on from this game, San Fran at home against the Seahawks. I got the 49ers winning. I'm not going to say the Seahawks win was a fool's goal situation. They were they were they did what they had to do. You know what I'm saying? They had to do what they they did like they literally had to do what they had to do. You're at home, you're against your former quarterback. Your your coach your coach is being, you know, slandered out there and you know, different um articles about how he never really want to put give his quarterback the opportunity to be a superstar. Um, all types of crap like that. So either way, like, um, I can see the Seahawks winning. The Seahawks losing. Excuse me. Wow. Why would I would say even say that? Niners minus eight and a half. Vegas got the minus eight and a half. Um, you t- you take it how you want with that. Uh, I see Trey Lance being able to bounce back in this game. Um, because you know when you're playing a divisional team, you kind of have an idea of what you're expecting when you're playing a divisional team. Um, on both ends, so you put in little wrinkles. You know how to beat them. You know how to, you know, you know what to do to get it done. And I think the San Francisco 49ers defense, with with them being home, will be able to take care of business. I like the story for Gino, but Gino, I don't know, man. It, it sounds good <laughs> when when you're telling us that uh, they try to write you off, but you wasn't reading. But you know what I'm saying? Like yes, your career backup. So um, I would take it easy with that. But anyways, all right. So we're going on to the Monday night football games. We got Buffalo Bills at Tennessee, and we have Minnesota and Philly. Um, Buffalo Bills are minus 10. Vegas got a minus 10 against the number one seed of last season, and which is nuts to me. And then you know what's crazy about this Tennessee team? This is exactly the same team from last year, but the the major issue with them right now is that their injury situation is so ridiculous on the defensive end. It's killing them. It's going to kill them in the long run if they can't get some guys healthy. Um, offensively, it's a makeshift at the moment, but they had a makeshift most of last season, last, uh, last season too. No Henry, most of the season no Julio, some of the season no AJ. 
You know what I'm saying? They didn't really have guys. So Tannehill was struggling throughout the year, just and they were still winning games. Um, as far as the Bills go, they looked amazing week one, um, as I expected. But it's, they're not a perfect team. There's certainly things they need to get better at. Defense, on the offensive end, they have to run the ball, not have their, running, their quarterback leading the team in rushing. Um, Diggs is Diggs. And defensively, they're they're a good defensive team. We know they are. They we we we've seen it before. They were the number one defense, technically in the league. Um, so it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those games where people are gonna kind of. We've, we've definitely re- overreacted a tad bit about Buffalo. We know what we're getting from Josh Allen. We know we think we know what we're getting from Tannehill. A lot of people are out on him. He had a pretty decent game. To be honest, if you really looked at his stat line, you'd be like, "Wow!" But obviously, stat line is 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 um. You could take that all with a grain of salt because you <laughs> the stat line doesn't tell you the whole story. Sometimes it really doesn't, because uh, sometimes the actual game flow of the game, you see people quarterbacks do have a lot of struggling moments throughout the game, like throwing the ball, you know, to the other team, and you know, a penalty called it back, or you know, what I'm saying taking a sack at a wrong moment, you know. Uh, fumble strip sacks that they they didn't lose they kept you know situations like that so um i got the bills winning uh i don't even know about that minus 10 but if you're if you're into that and you think you really truly if you're high on the bills and you already put your super bowl bet on the bills then uh i mean go for it Watching the game. Looks like a big, big play here. Uh, Mike Williams just completed a huge pass. He's down on the one. They were they called pass interference as well on that play. So the Chargers are knocking out the door right now. If you have Mike Williams and Herbert in your fantasy team, you are going to be a little bit happy here because they're, they're going to have an opportunity to score here. All right. So my very last game I'm going to talk about is the Vikings are at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles will. The the Vegas has the Eagles minus two, and I mean, I can see the Eagles winning this game. And this these game these two teams kind of like equal each other a little bit. It's kind of like the the, the talent they have on their rosters is amazing, and um. I I myself I got the Eagles winning. A lot of people um, probably had the panic button pressed a little bit watching them give the Lions an opportunity to stick around in that game, and they, you, you know, and then a lot of people are all on high right now on the Vikings taking care of business against the the Packers. But little do people know the pa- the Packers always find a way to split against the Vikings. These are not games I'm surprised about. Their offense looks amazing. When I mean. Let me kid. Let me stop. They look good, not amazing. Majority of their offense was Diggs. I'm sorry, not Diggs. He plays like Diggs sometimes. Justin Jefferson, and um, you know, Dalvin is Dalvin, but he 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 needed like about twenty odd carries to get to ninety so ninety yards. So, um, but the thing with the Eagles, like they don't need to be crazy dynamic on offense to beat teams. They have a very good defensive roster that could keep them in their games to create turnovers, 
Jalen Hurts, as long as he doesn't give the ball back to the other team and they keep the ball on the ground and create and um, create first, um, you know, convert first downs um, on in the air. Don't put themselves in a lot of third and longs like most teams, but for them especially because when you're when you're putting him in a situation where he has to be a step back, sit in the pocket guy and complete passes from behind, playing from behind, you're you're asking for him to do too much, and it's going to be a long day for them. And when they trust their their running game like they did with Miles Sanders this last game, getting he had 96 yards on 13 carries. They 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 could they could succeed, so they need to you know equal that. Even though the Packers got their ass handed to them on the on the on the ground, they actually were pretty decent. Like they still were close to 100 yards with less than 20 carries with two of the backs. They just didn't stick to the run game as they should have. So I can see the Eagles doing what they do best and stick to the run game and get the get the job done. So again, like I mentioned, I got the. The Eagles winning this game. Um, now to my locks of the week. As I mentioned, uh, these locks are coming from, I'm going to call them my insiders from Philly. Um, they're not big on social media, so I'm not going to put them their screen names out there or whatever. But um, hopefully we're able to give you guys something interesting sometime this year when the other um, the NBA season comes along. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, um, I got a few locks for y'all, and even a college lock. We got a college lock in here. And, again, folks, the lines are all subject to change. Um, I read off some some lines here, but those were Vegas lines, so those are not specifically from an actual um, sponsored sports book or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, um, the Niners game, we got my the, the lock of the, the – the locks we got today are the Niners – Minus eight and a half, um, and again they're and again they're playing um, the Seahawks. So minus eight and a half, um, we're going with that. Um, Broncos minus nine and a half. That's a lock. Packers minus nine and a half. That's also a lock. We got the Lions money line. Cover that. Titans, Titans to cover as well. Um, and. The gun clap special of the freaking week should be, and and I and I and it better be the fucking Rams. You you could bet on that a hundred times around. Um, in the college lock of the week, Penn State Smack City special up the pie hole. So whoever and however you do it, if you're going to the sports books, if you're hitting the kiosk, you're going to the casino, if you're going on the on your phone, do yourself a favor and. Lock those in. Um, I'm gonna have those in for y'all weekly on what we're gonna call the segment What's the Locks 2.0? Because I had I was trying to do that last year and I fucked it all the way up, so we're gonna do it right this year. So, what's the locks? All right, so but, anyways, appreciate y'all for listening. This was fun. We're gonna do this again. Uh, I have some great episodes, um, that I have possibly dialed up but y'all y'all will hear me again um, after the Monday night game I will have um, my tequila glass half full you might see my tequila glass half empty uh-huh. with that being said salute to everybody listening I appreciate y'all this goes Enjoy to all my hustlers entertainers uh-huh. of course yeah.
Some get a little, some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none.